The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. This is your Wednesday, August 16th edition. Tuesday was disgusting. Just going to throw it out there to you. It was rough. There's a couple things that went right pitching-wise, but overall that was just disastrous. Where that went on the chin, we move on. Baseball DFS at its finest right there. None of the gambles, not many, worked at all. So we move to Wednesday. Got a six-game early Nine-game main slate. Most of the weather is fine. There's actually some cooler conditions out there overall. Cincinnati, Chicago, small chances of rain. It dies off as the evening goes on. Detroit and Texas, wind blowing in hard from right field, uh, but it's extremely hot. So they might counteract each other, and the ball may still fly. We shall see. Cleveland, Minnesota, big, big chances of rain. Uh, It dies off late in the evening, so it depends on how long they want to wait. Uh, on that one, they might just call it and reschedule later since they are in the same division. We'll play each other again. We'll have to keep an eye on that one because there is a good pitcher in that matchup. Other than that, that's what you're looking at there. So like I said, six game early, nine game main, your totals. This will show you how bad the pitching is today, especially on the early slate. Early slate's brutal. So six games, Angels, Nationals, nine. Giants, Marlins, nine. Pirates, Brewers, eight and a half. Royals, A's, nine. Orioles, Mariners, 10. Phillies, Padres, 9. Four nines, an 8.5, and a 10. That's what you get to deal with. In the evening, Rays, Jays, 8.5. Yankees, Mets, 9. Cardinals, Red Sox, 9.5. We're waiting on the Reds, Cubs because of the weather, of course, in Chicago. Tigers, Rangers, 10.5. D-backs, Astros, 9. Indians, Twins, 9. Braves, Rockies, and Coors Field, 11.5. Then White Sox, Dodgers, thanks to Mr. You Darvish, seven and a half. So a bunch of nines and eight and a half, some big double digits, and a seven and a half. So yeah, think you know where we're going there. Darvish is a minus three twenty favorite at the moment. So yeah, good things to look at there. But let's start with your six game early slate where like I said, the pitching is disastrous. Your top priced arm, the only five digit arm, is Garrett Cole. Eleven thousand eight hundred at hitter friendly Miller Park against the power hungry. Milwaukee Brewers, who have slumped of late, but always have that potent, potent bat in that ballpark. But they also strike out a ton. 
Yeah, Garrett Cole, 25 point, points his last time out, averaging almost 16 on the season. Been better on the road than at home and against Milwaukee this year in three starts combined for 21 innings pitched. Only three earned runs, 23 strikeouts in those 21 innings. He's averaging 27.4 points per game against the Brew Crew this season. Lots to like when it comes to Garrett Cole. He's 25th best on the barrel fifth the last 30 days. Getting barrel 2.86% of the time, striking out over 24 Percent. You're facing a Brew Crew team that strikes out almost 26% of the time versus right-handed uh, pitching. Besides the nice K rate for Garrett Cole, he also has almost a 46% ground ball rate. Tons of light from Cole. He is expensive. He is the only high-priced arm on the early slate. But when it comes to um, options on the early slate, there aren't many. Brewers have a 4.37 total. Lefties hit 3.52. Righties 2.94. Every time we've seen Cole get hit hard, it is those lefties. And you got Thames. You got Shaw came back to the lineup today. Maybe VR. You got Neil Walker. Maybe Sogard. There's a little bit here, a little bit there. But uh, all in all, it's the risk-reward you wish to take based on strikeouts. If he's going to get you more than a strikeout in inning, at least one per inning, go seven innings, well, you'll be in a good spot on this slate. If you don't want to pay up, you go down to his counterpart in this matchup, Jimmy Nelson, slipping Jimmy. And I don't mind this play at all. He's 9900 bucks at home against Pittsburgh, of course. He got destroyed his last time out. Minus 10.2 points, 3 and 2 thirds, 11 hits, 9 earned, 3 walks, 4 Ks at home against the Cincinnati Reds. Destroyed. Maybe it scares everybody off. Maybe he's hurt and we just don't know it and we'll pay the price. But I will be using Slip and Jimmy. I'll, I'll make a couple lineups for this early slate. I'll use Cole on one. I'll use Jimmy on one or two. Because prior to that start... He was amazing. 28-6, 23-3, 28-8, and three starts. Uh, racking up the strikeouts. 10-7-9. He's been doing that very, very well of late. On the last 30 days, he's 11th best on your barrel FIP. Uh, getting barrel 265, 2.65% of the time. Striking out over 29% of the batters he's facing. Going up against the Pittsburgh, doesn't strike out a ton. A little less than 19% on the season. We've got an 11.5% swinging strike rate, a 50.5% ground ball rate from Slip and Jimmy. Lots to like there against a struggling, struggling Pittsburgh offense. Um, good matchup for Jimmy. Jimmy has struggled in his two starts against Pittsburgh this year. Eight innings in those two starts, six earned runs in those two starts, about 10 points per game in those two starts. So that's something to keep in mind. But the Pirates have the second lowest total on the day slate at 4.13. Lefties 326, righties 331. It's a risk-reward type thing, just like Garrett Cole. I think they both have the same upside in that matchup. Um, just depends on if you want to pay up or not. I think Cole's the better play, but he's also the riskier play, in my opinion. Both have 25-plus point upside in this matchup. Don't mind it at all. I'll have a little bit of both. Because otherwise, really, there's three other arms I'm going to mention, and they're not the most intriguing. These have the most upside on this slate. Next up, Danny Duffy, 9600 bucks. It's a little pricey for Duffy, more than I'd like to play. 16.1 points his last time out, 6 and a third, 7 hits, 5 and 8 Ks. Averaging 16 points his last 10. The last start was against the Chicago White Sox. He's been really good since coming off the DL. 16.1, 17-4, 21-20.1. He had a 9-9, and then a 21-8, a 20.2, a 16 Besides one hiccup, it's like 16 or more in every start since his return from the DL. And he's striking guys out, which is great. Because before he got hurt, he did not strike many guys out, not consistently at least. And that's what was kind of perplexing because last season he figured that out big time. You got uh, Duffy, 23rd best on the barrel, fifth the last 30 days. 
Barreled about 377, 3.77% of the time, striking out over 21%. And he's only walking 2.5%, which is outstanding. Make them put the ball in play or strike out. And he's facing an Oakland Athletics team that strikes out over 24% of the time. First left-handed pitching. As usual with the A's, you know, horrible Woba, pretty good ISO. They're a power team. Lefties only hit 210 versus Duffy. we got a lot of lefties in that lineup. We also have a lot of righties with power. Righties hit about a 329 clip. So... It's all about maximizing the strikeouts. That's what we do when we target the A's. We maximize the K's, and Danny Duffy has that ability. If you want to navigate off of Cole and Nelson, which should be the chalky plays on the day, you look towards Danny Duffy as your ace in the, in the saddle, or you match him up with one of those two. I think that's part of the philosophy on the slate. Now we start gambling. I mentioned him last time out, and he only got you 23.8 points. 11 K's and 5 and a third. Gave it 3 earned at the A's, that strikeout prone A's team. He's got 23.8, in his last four starts. Looked very, very good for the Baltimore Orioles. I'm talking Ubaldo Jimenez. Yes, that Ubaldo. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave a moment of silence there to everyone to soak that one in. Um, he's been good, really good. Uh, change of catcher just like Bundy had with Joseph. Lots to like with him there. Facing a Seattle team that strikes out about 21% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Ubaldo's been striking out the farm the last few times out. He's got a ground ball rate of 45.3% against Seattle. Team total of, where are you, boys? 5.03. It's a pretty high total. Lefty's 390, righty's 319. It's risky. It's Ubaldo. We know how fast he can get destroyed, but he's been really, really good of late. Striking guys out. Getting the ground balls, Ubaldo with 84 is worth a gamble on my, in my opinion. Last but not least, Nick Pavetta. It's a very, very risky play, but it's against the Padres in Petco. 7100 bucks. He's been better at home than on the road. That part's scary. He's gotten destroyed his last two times at home against the Mets than at Colorado. Prior to that, though, 23.1, 13.3, 14.4, beat up at Milwaukee. Then 24-2 against these Padres, where it's seven innings, five hits, three or nine strikeouts, 22.8. It's pretty much all or nothing. You're going to get a phenomenal start, or he's going to get blown out the door. Um, he's got good, good strikeout stuff when you're looking at Pavetta. The Padres strike out over 25% of the time versus righties. Pavetta striking out about 23%. The hard contact is a concern, and... With the Padres team total of 465, lefties 301, righties 417. The reverse splits, the righties hit him very hard. They got some good righties in their lineup. Not good, like not great, but pretty darn good righties. You know, you got Margot, Perella, who's on fire, Renfro, Hedges, uh, Myers. There are a handful of righties there, but he did shut them down once. You want to roll the dice, he does it again at 7,100 bucks with tremendous K upside. I don't blame you. But those are the five pitchers we're looking at. Cole, Nelson, Duffy, Jimenez, Pavetta. Moving on to your bats on this six-game slate at the catcher's position. You're going to try to save some money here, but if you want to pay up, you go like JT Riamuto against Matt Cain. Matt Cain has been horrific this year. Marlins have a team total of 488. Lefties 375. Righties 354. Riamuto has righties with a light, a, a light shot of power. More power against righties than lefties. 3600 bucks. As we scroll down, you could try Hedges at 33 if you'd like, but I'd like to save some more cash. Look at a guy like Caleb Joseph. Uh, he should be catching Ubaldo. 
He's $3,100. The Baltimore Orioles have a 497 total going off the youngster Marco Gonzalez. He was kind of a prospect in the Cardinals organization. He's made two spot starts for the Mariners since they got him in a trade. Hasn't been good at all. Not good at all. Only like four to five innings. Doesn't usually make it out of the fifth. Lefty's 373. Righty's 450. Orioles, who let us down on Tuesday, did great for us on Monday. We'll be back on that bandwagon on Wednesday. So Caleb Joseph at 31 is in play. Um, a guy like Jorge Alfaro went deep on Tuesday. I told you this guy's got tremendous power. He did it all through the minors. Big-time prospect. Good right-handed bat. They're going to be facing Clayton Richard, a nice lefty who gets beat up by the right-handed stick. Uh, the Phillies, team total of 435. Lefties, 318. Righties, 373 versus Richard. So Alfaro at 29 could be a nice play if he gets to start behind the dish. As you go through some more, uh, Hector Sanchez at 27. He did go deep. He got the start. I told you if he gets the start, he's a very good play against Leiter. He went ding-dong. If Cameron Rupp gets to start instead of Alfaro, Rupp's 2,600. That's not a bad play at all. Jose Lobaton, 25 versus Nalasco. We can get behind that as a nice cheap punt play. Nationals, 4.62 total. Lefty's 3.19. Righty's 3.57 off Nalasco. So Lobaton at 2,500. Has some value, but we're just looking to punt down here most likely if you can get the play. So pay attention to the lineups and see what they spit out. Heading over to the first base position, it gets fun again. Ryan Zimmerman's 51, but I mentioned if you're going to fade Cole, you're going with the Milwaukee lefties. You get Eric Thames, first base outfield at 45, not bad at all. But same goes for the Pirates. If you think slipping Jimmy is going to slip, remember lefties 326, righties 331, Josh Bell. It's a little pricier than you'd like for Josh Bell, but you know the upside he has, especially in a ballpark like that. He had 15 points on Monday night. He is $4,400 against Slip and Jimmy. Trey Mancini against the lefty Gonzalez at 44 might be the top play for me on the slate at first base, at least top priced play. Um, as we go down, Eric Hosmer at 4K is outstanding versus uh, Blackburn for the A's. Super contact pitcher. He's been getting beat up a lot lately. I know it's a it's a pitcher-friendly ballpark, but during the daytime, Oakland plays a lot more lively than it does at night. Um, Hosmer at 4K is a very, very good play on this slate. The uh, Hosmer-Mustakis combo is very much in play today. A little farther down, uh, Adam Lynn, 36, not too shabby. You got Ryan Healy, first base, third base eligible. Has uh, some very good power against left-handed pitching, a lot of power. So if you're not using Danny Duffy, Healy at 34 makes for a nice GPP play on this slate. Yonder Alonso at 34. Uh, lefties do hit Ubaldo quite well. Both sides do. But the last four games, you got to take into consideration these numbers are for the season. The last four games, he's been very, very good. When you look at the season total, again, lefties 390, righties 319. So a guy like Yonder Alonso has been hitting high, like second most nights, sometimes third. Um, he's 3,400 with some power, but not as – Powerful as he was in the first half. Uh, Tommy Joseph, 3,400, but I'm hoping Reese Hoskins gets to start. Double donged on Monday. He is 3,300 bucks going up against the, the lefty Clayton Richard. Hoskins is very much in play at 3,300. I like that a ton. Um, as you scroll around some more, a guy like Louis Valbuena as a punt. Say you're paying up for two pitchers like a Duffy Cole or a Duffy Nelson. You need to save some cash. Louis Valbuena always has that ability to run into when he's first base, third base eligible. He's 2,700. He went, he ran into one on Monday night. Um, he's not going to get a lot of multi-hit games. You're hoping he runs into one. Uh, again, the Angels team total, 
438, lefties 308, righties 282. Those batting averages baffle me because Tanner Rourke has been a mess. He gives up way more bad starts than good starts. So Valboyne at 27 could be a, a nice punt option for you. And as always, he went deep on, I told you this guy's a big-time prospect for the Giants, given the Giants' prospects aren't great. But he had a double and a homer on Tuesday night. Ryder Jones, he's first base, third base eligible, left-handed bat versus Urena. He's still 2K. That price is going to start going up if he keeps hitting like he did on Tuesday. Um, lefties hit 330 off Urena, righties 311. So keep Ryder Jones in mind. Um, he might not be hitting consistently yet. Maybe he's still trying to figure it out. But he showed signs of what he can do on Tuesday. And for $2,000, it's a gamble we're taking. He was 1% owned in the $4 on Tuesday. Heading over to second base, you got Daniel Murphy at 52. Not bad at all. Whit Merrifield at 47 is not bad. Howie Kendrick double-donged. Loves his lefties. He's facing Nolasco today. I'm not sure I'd want to pay 46 against Nolasco. If it was another lefty, I'd really look into it. But you got like Neil Walker at 42. Versus Cole, VR at 42. I like Walker over VR, but both are in play. Robbie Cano at 42 versus Ubaldo. Uh, my my guy I'll be looking at in this one is Jonathan Scope. Scope is 4100 bucks versus the lefty Gonzalez. I like that a ton in the middle of that order against that lefty that's been serving it up. And then he'll get some Mariners bullpen. Give me some Scope at 41. Um, Solarte, we know righties hit Pavetta way better than lefties. But Solarte at 36 is a nice discount Wilmer Defoe at 36 as well a little farther down the list maybe a Chad Pender some power upside versus Duffy he's a switch hitting second base or his right hand switch uh second base shortstop with power he's 3100 he hasn't done a ton lately but you know what he can do Carlos Azuya Hayes 31 for the the Padres at second base as well just had a decent night again on Tuesday low, low owned cheap not a bad punt most nights when you scroll down a little farther, it's bleak. You're going to have to check out a lineup. Maybe Caleb Cowart, uh, second base for 2K with the Angels against Tanner Roark. I can get behind that if you want to uber punt. I'd probably rather use Ryder Jones instead of him. Third base, Machado at 54 is definitely the elite of the day. Uh, Rendon's not bad at 51. Moustakas at 47. If you're not using Machado, I love Moustakas at 47. And uh, if you're fading Cole, Travis Shaw is a great GPP play at 46. It's an all-or-nothing type thing because if Cole's on, you're screwed. But if Cole scuffles, again, it's the lefties with power, and Shaw should be involved. Should is the key word. Uh, Corey Spangenberg, a guy we've talked about a lot, um, went deep 31 points on Monday. I'm pretty sure he went deep again on Tuesday. He's averaging over almost 11 or more points in his last 10. Price tag's up to 4600 which is steep as heck. So he's going to be super low-owned against Pavetta at 46 if you want to be contrarian in a GPP. A six-game slate, the more contrarian you are, the better chance you have to win at all. But they still have to produce. That's the, the downside. Mentioned Ryan Healy at 34. Definitely think he's in play to fade Duffy if you aren't using him. A guy like Derek Dietrich, I'm telling you, if you get your Marlins this cheap, for the most part, it's a good look. Derek Dietrich usually batting like sixth. Left-handed bat versus Matt Cain playing third base, not bad at all. If you want to go like a Stanton, Yellow Kozuna, 2-3-4, I like a lot, just that three-way. But if you want to go real deep in your stacks, you look at guys like D. Gordon and Dietrich, stuff like that. But I, I, I don't like the massive stacks when there's so many hitting options. That's the only thing. Matt Chapman at 3K versus Duffy, that power is legit. Valbuena at 27, I mentioned him as a punt already. Um, and then Ryder Jones at 2K. So those are your third base plays. Let's head over to shortstop. 
where we have Gene Segura at 46, Tim Beckham at 45. He continues to hit really well leading off because he has another lefty he can beat up on. He's a good play at 45. Don't mind it at all. <coughs> Marcus Simeon, lots of power versus lefties. Loves hitting lefties. He's 36 versus Duffy. I mentioned Defoe. Um, switch hitting Freddie Galvis, 35 versus Clayton Richards. Not horrible. I mentioned Chad Pender at 31. Uh, Brandon Crawford's only 29. That's not bad. Miguel Rojas up to 27. I like him a little cheaper, but I can understand why his price tags up. That's for sure. But not a ton at shortstop. You're either going to pay up or you're going to punt. It's really no middle ground for the most part. Heading to the outfield, Giancarlo went deep again, and now he gets Matt Kane. So 5800 bucks. why not? He is lock and load. If you can put him in your lineup, put him in all your lineups. Just play him. If he gets a zero, he gets a zero. Even before he hit the homer, his first time, I need a laser to left for a single off Bumgarner. He has just seen everything right now. Trout, 57. Ryan Braun, 53. Nelly Cruz, 5. But then Adam Jones at 49 against Gonzalez. Very, very nice play there. Marcelo Zuna at 46 is in play. I mentioned Spangenberg at 46. Thames at 45. The Milkman, 44. Not bad at all against Blackburn. Remember, big contact. You could go the Hosmer, Moustakis, Cabrera, three-way. Not horrible. Uh, Trey Mancini mentioned him already. K with the Chris Davis went deep again on Tuesday. He's feeling it. He's 4,300. Nice little play there. He's averaging over 12 points a game in his last 10. Don't mind that at all. Manny Margot's price tags up to 42. Mentioned how righties smoke Pavetta. So Margot could be a nice little play there. Christian Yellick at 4K. That's a nice price tag. Rajay Davis hits lefties well at 39. Those both, if you want to save some cash, both very solid plays. Uh, if you want to go GPP and hope he gets into one, Brandon Moss is 37. He's been slumping a ton, though, so be very, very careful there. But uh, you know he can run into one at any moment. Denard Span, two-run shot on Monday. He's 3,700. Lefties versus Urena. Keep an eye on that. Um, we're going to get some of our cheapies here in a minute. Yeah, yeah like Ben Rivera at 32 is not horrible. Jarrett Parker at 31. That's a nice value play in the outfield. Cole Calhoun at 31 is a nice value play versus Tanner Roark. Uh, Jose Perella, 3K, I love it. The guy is on fire. No respect at $3,000. No respect at all. Uh, Mark Kana at 28 versus Duffy. If you want an Uber GPP punt, I wouldn't use him in cash at all. But good GPP play uh, if you need to punt with some power. Other than that, wait for the lineups to come out. So there is your six-game slate. We'll do BVP for everything at the end. But there's your six-game slate. Remember, pitching, you're looking at Cole, Nelson, Duffy, Ubaldo, and Pavetta. You're stacking up uh, the likes of – where they go? You're looking at uh, Seattle versus Ubaldo. If you're fading Ubaldo, I understand it. But I'm looking at guys like Baltimore. Absolutely love them versus Marco Gonzalez. Lefties 373, righties 450. The Marlins versus Matt Cain is outstanding. So those are my top two for sure. And then I don't mind, you know, Padres, righties is sneaky. Uh, and then the Royals. Um, Blackburn's got reverse splits of 244 and 333. I still like Moustakis, Hosmer, and Melky. No question there. Maybe that opens the door for Lorenzo Cain and Whit Merrifield. If you want to be contrarian, because everybody runs to Hosmer, Moustakis. So you can be contrarian with Kane and, and Witt, who are hitting one, two in the order. And you also have a little different. The Nats versus Alaska, that's not bad either. And then if you want to get really contrarian, the A's, righties versus Duffy. 
and then the Brewers and Car- uh, Pirates lefties as well. Could be some very contrarian stuff there because most people are going to be using those arms, not hitting against them. So that's how you you get weird on a small slate. You go pitch like Ubaldo and Pavetta, and you stack against Duffy, Cole, and Nelson. That's how you get weird. Let's head to your evening slate. It is a nine-game slate. Pitching's a little better here. Not great by any means, but we have at least a handful to look at. And we'll, we already went through your totals, so let's get right at it. Your high price guy got three over in the five digits, but you, Darvish, 13700 It is a steep price tag, but he has been outstanding in an L.A. Dodgers uniform. He's had two starts, both on the road at Arizona, at the Mets, 27.1, 37.4. He has looked great, striking out 10 in both of those starts. He struck out 10 or more in three of his last four. In those three starts, he has... 27, 37, 4, and 32, 4. He has been outstanding. Really good stuff. It's what they've wanted. Um, he's fourth best in the barrel, fifth the last 30 days, striking out 33.6% of the batters he faces while getting barreled 2.34% of the time. Facing the White Sox team that strikes out 23% of the time. They do have some pop. They have some sneaky guys. Even, you know, I mentioned Tim Anderson versus Wood tonight. He took them deep. But they have the lowest total at 2 point four nine lefties 298 righties 273 if you plan on paying for pitching on the Coors slate you darvish is an outstanding play it's another one of those if he gets hit you tip your cap because this is a great matchup on a slate with limited options you attack you darvish uh next up you got a guy like carlos carrasco remember look at the weather it looks bad unless they hold out carrasco's 11,100 much, much better on the road than at home in his career. And he has one start against the Twins, six and a third, four hits, one earned, three walks, seven Ks for 26.1 points. Coming off a 39.6.10 K performance against the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, Carrasco strikes at about over 27% with a swinging strike rate of 12.8. And you got the Twins who strike out 22% of the time. Team total of 4.18, lefties 326, righties 280. So keep an eye on Carrasco. You saw Salazar seven innings, one earned, 10K performance on Tuesday. Carrasco definitely aligned for a good start if he could limit the damage that he was having for a little while there but looked like the Carrasco of old against the Tampa Bay Rays. So up top, I got Darvish one, Carrasco two. So obviously it depends if you want to pay up or not. But those are your options there. Let's dip below the five-digit range. We look at a guy like Jake Faria. We just keep going to this kid. He only got 12.1 his last time. That's because he had six innings, five earned, seven Ks against Cleveland. He was doing great to like the fourth or even the fifth inning. Then they, they they rallied. He was pitching really, really well. He had 25.9 to start before that. Then 15, 19, 1. Been very, very good as a whole this season. Better on the road than at home. Not much better, but it's 18.5 to 19.3. About the same. Um, 39 Ks to 35 and two thirds on the road. He has faced Toronto once this year, six and a third, six hits, one earned, eight Ks for 28.1 points. Um, Toronto got shut down for a while by Snell until Donaldson had a three on homer. Then the bullpen came in and shut them down. Tampa Bay is fighting for the playoffs and they're doing it and doing it well. You got um, Toronto who strikes out 20.6% of the time versus righties. Three at 24.5% K rate with a 12.2% swinging strike rate. Lefty's 261, righty's 293. First Faria. I like this guy a lot. I know it's risky in that ballpark 
with the power potential in that lineup. But as a whole, Toronto has disappointed this season. And more often than not, they do. Um, You know, you do have Josh Donaldson who's on fire. I think it's three straight games now after tonight with the homer. Overall, he's just crushing it. We'll get to him later. Just on fire. But at 8600 bucks, good price tag with tremendous upside in that matchup. Next up, we look at Chucky. Charlie Morton, 8300 at home against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Chucky, better at home, 19 points a game on the season. Good K rate. Coming off an okay start at Texas. He gave up three earned in five and two-thirds of six Ks, 13.4 points. The biggest thing is he's striking guys out. And that's leading to a lot of 20-plus point performances, five or more Ks, and almost every start in his last 10, at least eight or nine of those starts. Facing an Arizona team that strikes out t- over 23% of the time, first right-handed pitch, and you got Chucky with a 25.4% K rate, 10.5% swinging strike, and a ground ball rate over 51%. A lot to like with Charlie Morton. We know he gets into walk problems at times, and he's facing an Arizona team that we know hits the ball well, but they struggle a lot on the road. We went over this in their last series in Chicago. Houston has a better part to hit in than Wrigley Field, unless the wind's blowing out. But as a whole, good matchup. Lefties hit 259, righties 344. So reverse splits with Charlie, which kind of makes sense because he throws a lot of sliders and stuff, so the ball comes over the plate from right to left. So buries into the lefties. It makes sense. Um, good matchup there. We know Arizona does have thump. They might run into some, but a good GPP play at 83 with the strikeout upside and an Arizona team again that when they go on the road, remember that thing I mentioned was like a week or two ago, their numbers mirror the San Diego Padres offense. That's something you like to target, don't we? Like every time. So think of Charlie. As long as he doesn't just walk the farm, he's in a good matchup at 8,300. Next up, you got Eduardo Rodriguez at 7,300 bucks at home against the St. Louis Cardinals. I love me some E-Rod. This guy's been good. He's faced St. Louis once this year, six innings, five hits, three earned, five Ks for 16.7. I'll take that for 7,300. But he's coming off a great six inning, no earned, seven K performance against the Yankees for 25.1. Five or more Ks in all four of his starts, last four starts. Going up against a Cardinals team that strikes out almost 21% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Erod's got an 11.3% swing strike rate. Ground ball rate is bad. He's a big fly ball guy right now. And that probably leads to his barrels being 10th worst in the last 30 days. Getting barreled 7.5% of the time. He's striking out almost 26%, but he's walking close to 12. So he is rocky. He's up and down. Doesn't get him deep into the game. We need the early Ks. We know all this stuff. For 7300 bucks though, he's got what we saw last start, a 25-point upside. He's also – it's like a 15- to 25-point start. He could get shelled, but usually he'll give up three or four, but he'll still strike out enough to get a respectable start. He won't go all Marco Estrada on us and get completely whooped, usually. But Erod at 73, I like a lot, especially if you're going to pay up. This gives you some leverage. So in the middle here, I got Faria 1, Erod 2, Morton 3. Let's dip below to the gambles of all gambles. We start off with Carlos Rodon at 6,700 on the road against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, remember, people don't like to face Los Angeles. We're not going to put pitchers against Los Angeles. He's faced Los Angeles once this year and got beat up. But that was prior to his return from the DL. First off, at home, 13.2 points on the year. On the road, 20.5, 36Ks and 23 and a third innings pitched. Coming off 16-point performance against Houston. Again, remember, no one starts against him. We used him eight innings, two earned four Ks. 
He struck out 11 at Boston for 31.7. Struck out 9 against Cleveland for 26.2. Struck out 11 at Chicago Cubs for 17. So that's 16 or more in four straight. Then he got beat up by the Dodgers. Coors Field we throw out. At Colorado, 30.1. Against the Yanks, 10.5. The kid has looked really good since coming back from the DL. Working things out. It's a lot like we talked with Salazar. If he's not walking, guys, the strikeout upside is tremendous. And he's really limiting the damage of late. It's a lot a lot of good stuff coming from a kid who is really, really talented. And the Dodgers strike out 22.4% of the time versus left-handed pitching, which we like a ton. Carlos Rodon striking out 27.4% of the batters he faces. Swinging strike rate of 11.1. Ground ball of 44. All great. Again, a 10% walk rate. Just got to limit the walks. Dodgers have a high total of 501. Lefties 287. Righties 340. It's risky, but at 6700 bucks, it's a risk I am definitely going to take tonight. I like it a lot. I like it better than the other punt option I'm going to mention as Lance Lynn at 6300 bucks at Boston. Boston's bats are on fire right now. It doesn't mean I'm going to fade Lance Lynn. I like him as a punt play. He's an ex- extremely good pitcher. He's faced Boston once this year. Six innings, three hits, two earned, four Ks for 14.5. Um, coming off a bad performance against Kansas City, but prior to that, 19 9 14-1, 20.5, 19-1, 19-5, 21-4, 13-8, 22-5. Nine really good starts prior to the last hiccup. Problem with Boston, they don't strike out a ton. You go over this all the time. 19.2% K rate. Lance Lynn only has a 20.6, but very good at limiting the hard contact. Lefties do hit 342, but righties only 248. They do have some very good lefties. It's risky at 73. That's why I'd almost rather take the Carlos Rodon risk. At least we have the K upside. And Boston is like white hot right now at the plate. We predicted they beat the crap out of Leak. They beat the crap out of Leak. Uh, they are feeling it at the plate right now, which makes Lynn even better for GPPs because no one's going to fade Boston. No one's going to really fade the Dodgers either. So I like both of these. For GPPs, I like Rodon more than Lynn. So below, I have Rodon 1, Lynn 2. Let's look at it. Recap. Darvish 1, Carrasco 2. In the middle, Faria 1, Erod 2, Chucky 3. Down below, we got Carlos Rodon 1, Lance Lynn 2. Let's get the bats. Gary Sanchez took to ground deep. He's up to 5K. You only pay 5K and a GPP. It's a great matchup against Robert Gasselman. They're, they're moving over to the Mets now. They're on the road um, in the Subway Series. But Gaselman's bad, really bad. Yankees got a team total of 465, lefties 334, righties 344. So GPP-wise, I understand it. I still don't want to pay that much for a catcher pretty much ever. I was paying for him when he was like in the 4K. 5K is just tough. But if you want to use it as a punt against the Colorado stack with cheap pitching, I can understand it. Because he can do what he did tonight. And he's hitting really well of late. He's heating up. One would say he's averaging 10 points his last 10. Uh, if you look at his game log, 19 on Monday. He had another home run Tuesday. A 5, a 21, a 7, a 5, a 19. He's starting to get it going yet again. Uh, but if you dip down to 3800 bucks, Alex Avila versus Homer Bailey is awesome. Absolutely great. Um, if you want to fade Eduardo Rodriguez, Yadi Molina's at 37. It's not bad. I'd try to pay up for Avila if I can, but I don't mind Yadi at all. As we dip down some more, you got your obvious Coors guys if you want to go there. But I like some of these other guys better at catchers, to tell you the truth. James McCann, 34 versus Hamels. McCann against the lefty. We take a look at that. We'd like it cheaper. You can get John Hicks at 31. I'd rather save money and get Hicks 
over McCann, but McCann has been swinging it extremely well. So I understand the appeal. Uh, as we go down some more, if like Brett Nicholas gets to start for the Rangers, he's 3,100 against Animal Sanchez. I definitely like that approach uh, as a, a GPP play because no one's going to play Nicholas. They never play Nicholas. Texas has a team total of five seven one. It's just below the Rockies. It's above Atlanta. Lefty's three forty five. Righty's three eighty five versus Animal Sanchez. Something to keep in mind there. Uh, as we scroll some more, we got guys like Tucker Barnhart at three K versus John Lackey. I like that a lot. Uh, lefty's three thirty nine. Righty's two eighty three off Lackey. Lackey has been giving up a lot of loud noise this year. So Barnhart at three K. Not bad. I mentioned Sandy Leone for Tuesday. He had a big double. He's 29, so is Christian Vasquez. Both of them are in play versus Lance Lynn. Uh, when you're fading Lance Lynn, lefty's 342, righty's 248. So you're definitely going to those left-handed bats, Leone and Vasquez. Uh, Vasquez is righty only. For some reason, I always thought he was a switch hitter like Leone. So Leone's who you want at 2,900. I don't know why I slipped up on that one. If Carson Kelly gets the start instead of Eduardo Rodriguez, the youngster backing him up, top prospect. He's 2,800. I can understand that for GPPs. Nice little lower, below 3K power bat there for the the Cardinals. Uh, if Juan Centeno, Centeno gets to start for the Astros against Taiwan Walker, fly ball Taiwan. Centeno's 2,600. I like that as a play. McCann is injured and Gaddis is banged up too. So Centeno has a good start, a chance of seeing that start. That's a good matchup for him against Taiwan Walker. Um, Houston's team total of 476. Lefty's 309. Righty's 325 off Walker. But he gives up a lot of hard fly balls, which we like for our punts. For anybody, actually. As we go down some more, Wilson Ramos at 24 versus Marcus Stroman. I mentioned him at 22 on Tuesday. He went deep. He's gone deep in back-to-back games. Um, they do have the lowest total on the, the, the night slate at 4.02. That's how bad... The totals are, when your lowest one's still above four. Lefty's 309, righty's 309 versus Stroman. So Ramos at 2,400 is probably the top punt on the slate. Like that a ton. Uh, Let's go check out your first baseman, which is always loaded from top to bottom, punts and all. Freddie Freeman against John Gray and Coors at 55 is very nice. Edwin, 53. Cody Bellinger, 52. We'll move all the way to, like, Joey Votto at 49 versus John Lackey is great. For 4,600, first base, third base eligible, Joey Gallo versus Animal Sanchez. I love that, especially for the GPPs. But then you get, so Votto was outstanding. Gallo was great. But for 4,500, you can have Anthony Rizzo versus Homer Bailey. That seems like just too good to be true. Too freaking good to be true. 4,500 bucks. Keep an eye on Rizzo. As we go down some more, like Yuli Gurriel at 43 versus Taiwan Walker is definitely in play there. Um, Wilmer Flores, we, he loves to hit left-handed pitching, first base, third base eligible, facing Jaime Garcia on Wednesday, 4200 bucks will be a nice low GPP play there. Moving on to the likes of Hanley's heating up, we want lefties versus Lynn. Carlos Santana at 38 versus Gibson, you're getting, he's been slumping, so the price tag is dropping. Good matchup versus uh, Gibson, if the game plays, remember weather is sketchy there. Cleveland has a 482 total. Lefty's 380, righty's 347. Uh, so Santana at 38, nice discount if you want to take that gamble. Lomo and Duda, both 3,500 for Tampa Bay versus Stroman. Duda went deep on Tuesday night. We know 
That's what you get with the Rays. It's all or nothing. And Duda gave you the all. Uh, Luke Voigt, 3,400 versus Erod as a punt. Uh, first baseman. I'm not totally sold on it, but I get it. Miguel Cabrera, I know he struggles. We say how cheap he is every day, and he's still three points on Monday, 4.2 on average his last 10. But, man, a guy at that talent is just crazy. He's 3,200 versus Cole Hamels. Victor Martinez, 31. John Hicks, 31. So all those Tigers really cheap versus Cole Hamels. As you slide down more, there's not too much to like down here for once. Usually we get some good punts. Yeah, you don't go much lower than those those Tiger bats at first base. Head over to second base. Jose Altuve at 55. Yes, love him. Especially when guys are going to pay for Coors and everything else. He should have a nice night. I really hope he does because he's just so good. It's a great matchup for Tywin Walker. Really, really good matchup there. Yeah, Jose Ramirez at 49. Uh, Chris Taylor against the lefty Rodon at 49. If you're fading him, I like it. But if you're not paying for Altuve, I'm looking at Paul DeYoung at 44 versus Eduardo Rodriguez. I like that a ton. Um, Scooter Jeanette at 4,100 versus John Lackey. Definitely in play. Uh, the left-handed bat of Jeanette. Second base outfield eligible at 4,100. Ian Kinsler is one of the few Tigers that's still priced up. Uh, loves hitting his lefties. He's 4,100 versus Cole Hamels. A lot of guys don't fade Cole, and he's just been so inconsistent. He might pitch great as a whole. Super inconsistent. A guy that's been slumping at the plate is Ian Happ, so he may be overlooked in this one. But then again, they're facing Homer Bailey, so he might not. He's second base outfield eligible. $3,900. bucks. you are getting a discount on Happ. He's usually in the low to mid to sometimes high fours. Good matchup for Homer Bailey at 3900 for a slumping Happ. If he doesn't play, Tommy Lestella has been playing the last few days. Zobris banged up. He had 17 points on Monday night. He's 3600 very low owned, second base, third base eligible, Listella at 36. Um, but a, a nice GPP power play is Rugi Odor at 35 versus Anibal Sanchez. If you can't get the hint now, second highest total, first highest outside of Coors against Anibal. Yeah, in a great hitting environment. The wind's blowing in, so it should still, with that heat though, heat and humidity, it's going to fly. Um Ben Zobris is day-to-day. If he plays, though, you're going to have a heck of a discount. Second base outfield at 3K. That's a tremendous discount versus Homer Bailey. So watch the lineups there. If Zobris peaks out, because the other day he was day-to-day, he started, he led off. So keep an eye on Zobris at 3K. That could be nice, nice late value there. Other than that, there hasn't been a ton of punting lately at these positions. Like, you could punt Yolmer Sanchez, but he's facing Darvish. I would rather not. Brad Miller, 2,500 versus Stroman. At least you get some power upside with that punt. I can understand at that angle. But I don't know. Like, you're going to have to pay up here at the second base position. Head over to third base. Chris Bryant at 56. Freddie Freeman, 55. Of course, those are both really good. Arenado went deep on Tuesday. He's 53 versus Fulton Nevich. you got to like that. Beltre at 5K. Yes. Um... But Donaldson, he's 47 versus Faria. Again, if you are fading Faria, Donaldson is on fire. He now has five homers his last 10 games, averaging over 12 points a game his last 10. Another twenty back-to-back 20-plus point games, just crushing it, 4,700. Justin Turner at 47 is very nice. Rafael Devers is on fire. Another pretty good game on Tuesday, averaging over 11 points a game his last 10. He's 4,600 versus Lynn. That's the left-handed bat you're looking for versus Lynn. Definitely could play some Devers on Wednesday. Again, Joey Gallo at 46. We like a lot. 
if you are fading Morton, remember this reverse splits of righty lefty. Jake Lamb is intriguing at 43. We know he can always run into one. So GPP-wise, I can understand it, but I'd try to go elsewhere, like Nick Castellanos at 4,200 versus Hamels in a GPP, or Wilmer Flores at 42 versus Jaime Garcia. We got a red-hot Alex Bregman who has got a price drop. He's been pretty pricey lately, averaging nine points his last 10. He's been in the high fours. He's down to 4,200 against Taiwan Walker. Definitely keep an eye on him. Make sure he's in the lineup and everything's okay with him because that's a great price tag. Now we drop down to Listella at 36, like I've already mentioned. You look at the likes of maybe Chase Headley as a GPP punt at 3,400. Ryan McMahon and Coors at 33 versus Fulte. I like that a lot. Even if you're not stacking Coors, get a piece of Coors, a left-handed bat, lefties crush Fulte. Everything lines up for 3,300. That's pretty solid action right there. That's a really good punt play. Because other than that, there's really nothing to punt down below unless something weird happens in the lineups. So, so far, as you can tell, you're going to want to punt probably catcher because first, second, and third, there are no punt options. So, if you're paying up, you're going to have to get creative or just get all the 3K guys, which isn't bad. We found some really good 3K guys. Heading over to shortstop, Elvis Anderson at 54 is not bad at all. Lindor at 47, not bad at all. But you got Paul DeJong, DeJong at 44, great play. Marvin Gonzalez down to 4,400 versus Taiwan Walker. you got to like that quite a bit. Outfield shortstop eligible. D.D. Gregorius, 4,300 versus Gisselman is great. Great price tag. Uh, Zach Cozart's hitting righties and lefties like crazy the last week or so. He's 41 if you want to go there. Remember how I said Trevor Story at 3800 bucks on Tuesday versus a lefty in Coors is too good to be true? He went deep. It was. It was very, very, very solid. He's 4K against Fulte. You can still go there if you want. I, I only would if I'm stacking Coors. Uh, as we go down some more... You got uh, Kiki Hernandez, outfield shortstop, 3,400. First, the lefty Radon. You play Kiki versus lefties. That's when you target those things. Um, bah, bah, bah. Switch hitting as Drupal Cabrera at 31. But if you're fading Jaime Garcia, which is not a bad idea, you're looking at Ahmed Rosario at 3,100. The young prospect with power and speed, slowly getting it going. He's 3,100. He's in play against Jaime Garcia for a lower price. Shortstop. I like that quite a bit, actually. Uh, you can go with like a Dixon Machado for Detroit if he cracks the lineup. He's second base shortstop at 28. The right-handed bat versus Cole Hamels. Not a tremendous amount of upside, but at least a good hitting environment to try to get something going there. Other than that, man, there ain't much on these putts tonight. This is crazy. We usually have a good good amount to target. There's nothing. Let's head over to the outfield. Wrap it up. Charlie Blackman at 57. He has not done much this series. But another great matchup. You need to get him in the lineup. Ben Intendi left early on Tuesday, so make sure he's in the lineup because he is crushing everything. He'd be a great left-handed bat versus Lynn at 5,300. Conforto at 49. I know it's lefty-lefty, but he's worth the look. Springer at 49. I like that a lot, too. Para and Coors at 49 is a good look. Left-handed bat, bat and cleanup usually. Love late against Fulte. Nomar Mazzara, GPPs for 4,800 bucks versus Yelmer. I mean, it's Animal Sanchez. Ioannis Espedes, 48 versus Jaime Garcia is a great play. I like that a lot. I like Justin Upton at 47 versus Hamels. Even if you're not stacking Detroit, that's a good look there. Aaron Hicks at 47. It's pricey for Hicks, but I totally get it in that matchup versus Kasselman. Yankees are expensive for a reason. you got Jay Bruce at 46 versus Kyle Gibson. That is definitely in play. Again, lots of expensive bats tonight. It's going to be interesting to put some lineups together for this. I like this a lot. Billy Hamilton at 44 versus Lackey. Lackey isn't that good at holding runners on. 
So if Billy can get on, he'll have a good chance to make to steal some bags. Yep, remember Marvin Gonzalez at 44. I like that a lot. He's been way more expensive of late. So that's a good play. Enciarte in Coors against Gray at 44. Tommy Pham, this is great. He hits lefties with a lot of power. He's 4,300 versus Erod. Remember I told you I love Erod, but he's facing a ton of right-handed bats, a ton of right-handed bats. And he faced him already once and did well. If he's not walking, guys, he has really good stuff. Good swinging strike rate. They will strike out a bit. Um, he's got reverse splits, too. Lefty's 339, righty's 304. But Pham loves his left-handed pitching. So keep an eye on Pham at 4,300. John Jay, if he's leading off at 42, I like that. I loved it when he was 31 on Tuesday. He's still got his goose egg. But 31 is a lot better than freaking 42. Scooter Jeanette at 41. I like that. I mentioned him already. Against Lackey. When you scroll down, Ian Happ at 39. I like that as well. Mikey Mottuck. He's been batting second a lot lately. Hit it really well. Averaging 10 points his last 10, 11 points on Monday. Usually batting second lately. He's 3,800 versus Cole Hamels. Even if it's not a stack, he's not a bad one-off for a discount. Same with... Like Josh Reddick and Derek Fisher for Houston, both 3800 bucks. I like that quite a bit. As we go below the 38 range, you're looking at guys. Jacoby Ellsbury found the short porch against DeGrom on Tuesday. That was frustrating. Like Eddie Rosario and Kepler at 36, if you want to kind of punt against Carrasco. Uh, Schwarber at 36, not horrible, but very inconsistent. But GPPs, I like it. I like it a lot for GPPs. Like C. Dick at 35 is a good GPP play. For the potential home run. Jason Hayward at 34. Not a bad play at all. Especially part of a stack. Or even a GPP value play at 34. Jackie Bradley Jr. at 34 is solid as well. Had a decent night on Tuesday. But most of the Red Sox did. As we get down to the lower 3K range. It is bleak. Remember Ben Zobrist at 3K. If he cracks the lineup, he's second base outfield. Keep an eye on that. That's a sneaky good play. Carlos Beltran. He is slumping. His price tag is down to 3K against Taiwan Walker, but you know the upside is tremendous in that. These are the kind of bats with not much punting going on. You're looking for these low 3K guys with upside because the punts are bad tonight, really bad. We go below 3K. Hope we can find something for us here in the outfield, um, but it's already looking bleak, already looking bleak. Unless you're fading Darvish, you don't have much. Like Adam Ingles, 2,500 versus Darvish. Um, that's it. Holy crap. There is nothing down here. We're going to have to check the lineup. Something will pop up. They always do, especially if it's a getaway day or something. It's a night game, so I'm not sure if it will be a getaway day for many, but we'll see what pops up. Recapping your pitching on the night slate. Darvish 1, Carrasco 2 up top. You got Faria, Erod, Morton in the middle, and then Rodon and Lynn down below. Let's get your BVP for Wednesday. You got in your against Ricky Nolasco with the Nationals. Zimmerman batting 264, but 14 for 53 with two doubles and three homers. Weeders batting 500. Lobatone batting 667 with two doubles. Um, not much else there. Giancarlo, if you needed any more reason to play him. 8 for 22 for a 364 average. Half of those hits, four of those eight, have been home runs. Told you, pay the 5800 Find a way to do it. You just find it. Uh, Marcelo Zunas, 3 for 8 with a double. Dietrich has taken him deep. Like I said, I like that play. Yeah, get your get your Marlins. B-Craw, 2 for 3 with a double and a homer. He's cheap versus Urena. Worth a look there. Neil Walker, 2 for 5 with a triple versus Cole. 
Shaw's taking him deep once. Domingo Santana, 3 for 10 with a double. Andrew McCutcheon, 7 for 22 with two doubles and a homer off Jimmy Nelson. Starley Marte, 8 for 24 with a homer. Uh, Josh Harrison, 7 for 23, all hitting over 300 against Cole. Mike Zunino, 2 for 2 with a double and a homer off Ubaldo. Robbie Cano, here's a good GPP, 9 for 17 with four doubles and two homers. Yonder Alonso, 2 for 4 with a double. Uh, Austin Hedges mentioned the, the splits versus Pavetta. They, these guys only faced him that one time when Pavetta pitched pretty well. But he did give up three home runs that game. Austin Hedges, two for three with two homers. Jose Perella, one for three with a homer. So I told you the right-handed bats. Sneaky. Uh, Tommy Joseph, two for two with a double and a homer off Clayton Richard. Cesar Hernandez, two for four with a double. Freddie Galvez, two for ten with two doubles. Two for ten is not great. Wilmer Flores, told you he likes lefties. He's four for 12, a double and two homers off of Jaime Garcia. Keep an eye on that. We got some good G, uh, BVP for Tampa Bay versus Stroman. Evan Longoria, 9 for 27, two doubles, two homers. C. Dick, 6 for 21, two doubles, two homers. Lomo has taken him deep as well. Adrian Beltre versus Animal Sanchez, 9 for 13 with two doubles. Carlos Gomez, 4 for 6 with a double. Chirinos, 3 for 6 with a double. Napoli's taking him deep. Miggy Cabrera, this is why it's so frustrating. This is how good he is. He's 3200 bucks. He's slumping like 0 for 4 is in the ridings. But we know how good he is. And he's 10 for 18 lifetime with Hamels. It's 556 average. Two doubles and a triple. Mention Dixon Machado. He's 2 for 5 with a double. Justin Upton, 12 for 42 with four doubles and a homer. Kinsler, 5 for 16 with a double. Some good history for these Tigers against Cole Hamels. The Rizzo, 6 for 18 with a double and a homer versus Bailey. John Jay, 9 for 30 with three doubles, a triple, and a homer. Jason Hayward has a homer as well. I liked all those guys. Zach Kozart, told you he's on fire. He hits Lackey well too, 7 for 18 with two doubles and a homer. Votto, 7 for 24 with a double and two homers. Scooter Jeanette, who we like, 9 for 24 with a double and a homer. Barnard's taking him deep. Eugenio Suarez, 9 for 29 with a double and a homer. Billy Hamilton, 10 for 29 with two doubles and seven stolen bases against Lackey. The Reds, they will go low-owned, too. Very low-owned. Eddie Rosario versus Carrasco, 3 for 7 with a homer. I mentioned that BVP. Sano, 5 for 12. Dozier, 5 for 24 with three home runs. Kepler's taking him deep as well. The Indians versus Kyle Gibson, they like him a lot. If you can pay for some of these bats, might be a good call. Edwin's on fire, to not mention this, but he's 6 for 15 with a double and three homers. Jan Gomes, 9 for 20, two doubles, two homers. Kipnis, 9 for 20, two doubles and a homer. You got Lindor, 9 for 18 with a double. Jose Ramirez, 7 for 19, two doubles and a homer. And Carlos Santana has taken a deep three times. Pray for Kyle Gibson. Josh Reddick, 4 for 9 with 2 homers off Taiwan Walker. Altuve, 9 for 25, 3 doubles and a homer. Marvin Gonzalez has taken him deep twice, Springer once. There's a lot of things to like tonight. I like this. This is one of the few BVP nights that's just fire. LeMahieu, 7 for 9 lifetime versus Fulte. Cargo, 3 for 7 with a homer. Enrique Hernandez. Kiki against Rodon. Told you he likes his lefties. 2 for 2 lifetime versus Carlos. Rodon with two home runs. Chris Taylor, two for three with a homer. Seager, two for three with a homer. There is your BVP. And there is your Wednesday DFS action. You have six early 
nine late games for Wednesday. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. Check out DFS Golf Gods Jesse's preview of the Wyndham Classic. Tees off on Thursday. Check off Always Pressing PGA DFS Podger Wyndham Classic preview with myself, Jesse, and Big Bucks Noemi. Previewing a Wyndham Classic, really good stuff there. All the players we like, the guys to fade, guys to, to core plays, all the good stuff there. Uh, check out Bevo's article on Marvin Bagley and his decision to go to Duke. Tons going on. Doc and the Saturday Edge got together this week and previewed the Big 12 and the SEC. Get that on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spreaker on SD Radio. Check that out. Tons going on. Get in the Jortacular for your season-long NFL DFS. Around the Bases is coming up. Episode 25. Lots going on at SD, thesportsdgens.com. But follow me on Twitter at BDNTrick with all of your questions on your MLB DFS action. I'll do my best to help you out. So good luck. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, August 16th edition. Catch you guys tomorrow. I'm out.